This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, where we're going to be talking about some really great books with some amazing authors. And just a shout out to everyone out there who might be listening, sitting at home, feeling a bit under the weather, whether it's allergies, sinus, flu, general, um, whatever you're going through, um, including coronavirus. Please be safe. Please take care of yourself. Um, and of course, those who are surrounding you, please be mindful. Uh, it is a, um, it's something that we just need to be extremely mindful for and just, let's just be basically human here. Okay. So, um, let's, you know, wash your hands, be respectful and all that. Um, and listen to your doctors, what they're telling you and your healthcare providers. Um, and then, if you're home, you're stuck at home, let's curl up with a, a good book, and I have one for you today. So we have a, an amazing award-winning author today, Tammy Grace, who is also known as Casey Wiltslin. She has written a book, a book called A Dog's Hope. It is a poignant, heart-wrenching, but ultimately uplifting, uplifting novel about the unbreakable bond between a boy and his dog. If you loved A Dog's Purpose and the Art of Racing in the Rain and Marley and Me, you will love this one. Um, she has loves her. She loves dogs, and she is, you know, um, already my very best friend because of this. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love people who love dogs. So, welcome to the show, Miss Tammy. How are you today, my dear? I'm doing well. Hope you are too, Patricia. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's um, it's tricky here. We're I'm in Central Texas, and so we're having allergies starting up because of the, you know, the wildflowers, which we all love uh, to see, but of course, you know, the allergens are no fun. Um, and then mixed in with the end of flu and of course, everything that's been making the news lately. So um, it's, everybody's doing okay here, which is nice. And everybody doing all right in your, in your neck of the woods? Yes, we're, we're doing well. And we have the same thing where um, I'm outside of Reno, Nevada, and we have some really nice weather and my lilac buds are starting to uh, blossom a little bit, so I can tell spring is coming and same kind of thing. You know, people have allergies and it creates a bit of a panic sometimes because of the coronavirus. Right. So right. It's, it's hard to deal yeah. with. I was supposed to go to Seattle uh, next week and I ended up canceling just because right. um, where I was going, you know, it was not going to happen, so... So that's been, right. you know, there's just so so much uncertainty, and I think that's hard for people to deal with. So I do recommend a good book as well. Yes. Well, I think, too, what's hard is we've gotten to the point where we are so um, hungry for immediate answers, and right. um, it's this is something that's just not going to give you an immediate answer. But we can forecast how bad behavior or irrational behavior or, you know, just flat out indifferent behavior could certainly cause it to be worse. Um, so, yeah, I think um, keeping a level head and being mindful, of course, and then uh, uh, always a good book is always a good idea. So no matter what's yeah. going on in and the I, world. And, you know, protecting <laughs> protecting older people in your life that, you know, they'll go run their errands for them so they don't have to go out, mm-hmm. I think would be a great idea. 
Oh, you know what? And you bring up a really good point because I think that a lot of people, if they're more quarantining or, question, or you know, staying in more, um, check on those people. You know, whether it's right. um, you know somebody who's older in your life, someone who's uh, immunocompromised. I have a very good friend of mine who's going through chemotherapy. Um, right. Even you know they they have said you know children aren't as affected, but that's kids who are healthy. So again, you could have a child who's at home and their caregivers as well. So uh, yeah, check on those people. Maybe you know take offer to run like you're saying, run errands and do those things. It it does make a difference. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so tell me, where did you get started with? wanting to write a book because everybody always says you, know, you, you hear a lot of people and I'm sure you have at you know book signings and talking to people oh I've always wanted to write a book and people say that but what was the catalyst that made you do that well I have loved to write since middle school I had a great teacher who actually introduced me to creative writing and um, I just loved to do it and so I wrote all the time and he even got me a gig um, doing a column for our local newspaper. And I did that throughout middle school and junior high um, and published wow. in our local paper. And I, you know, it was just fun. You know, uh, I enjoyed doing it. And I wrote about things that were happening at school and, you know, other things going on. And um, then, you know, when I went to college, I never thought about writing as a career back then. Um but when I was getting ready to retire, I, I, I thought, oh, I've always wanted to write. I, you know, that's what I've always wanted to do. And um, so as I approached retirement, I was really fiddling with that in my mind. And I had a long commute every day. And so I thought about uh, storylines quite often. And when mm-hmm. I retired, I just buckled right down and, and started writing. So um, I... I retired in late 2012 and published my first book in 2014. And wow, that's pretty quick eight, turnaround. Good yeah, for you. Yeah. So I was <laughs> I was intent on doing it and um, just tried to learn as much as possible and went to some writing conferences and right. and then uh, I think I'm working on number 18 right now. So um, wow, it's been a really fun. Uh, second career for me. I just, I love it. I love to write and I, I've always loved to read and it's kind of that same feeling of escapism, you know, when you're writing. Sure. I get very uh, invested in my characters and they feel very real to me. So um, I, I just enjoy it and it's a, it's a great second career. Well, it's funny you say that with the, with the, you know, being into your characters and wanting to know about them. I have a, uh, a friend of mine, she's writing a pilot, and she let me read the script. And and so I read it, and I was like, oh, this is really good. And we talked a little bit. And then like, a couple of days later, I was like, so let's see, when is that show on? And I'm like, oh, wait, it's not, it's not even a show yet. It's not yet. even on. But, yeah. <laughs> right, but yeah, you're and you get invested. Right. <laughs> and I like series, you know, as a reader, I love series because, Mm-hmm. I love the characters. I just want to keep, you know, I, I don't ever want them to end. And so what I'm doing right now is when I, my first series, I had five books in a, it's a women's fiction series called Hometown Harbor. And uh-huh. um, I have heard just from readers 
all the time that want more books. And I thought, okay, yeah, I, I love those characters too. So I've decided that's what I'm working on right now. And I'm having so much fun because I love the characters. So I'm working on the next book in that series. So well, they talked me into it. Have... It didn't take much. Oh, I know. But, I mean, did you ever have, as you're writing, um, did you ever have a, people say, well, what about this character? And you're and you're like, well, I I didn't plan to do anything with that person, right? Um, and then <laughs> they're like, but you have to, you know, is is right. that ever encouraged yeah. you to write yes. the story? Yes, yes, it has. <laughs> yeah, and that's what these um, these books they they all feature a different uh, woman as the as the main character in each book, but their lives are all intertwined. And it's set in the San Juan Islands, which are off the coast of Washington. Very beautiful. That's where I came up with the idea. I was on a ferry going okay. to visit, and I thought, oh, this would be a great setting. And it's a nice, small little community. And so, um, you know, you, you write a secondary character just as a secondary character. You don't really think, sure. oh, they're going to explode into a main character in your next book. But that's what happens. So, um, yes. Yeah, I I have done that, and it's you know it's fun to uh, create their little lives and their stories, and and I really love intertwined characters that um, carry on throughout the series. And so, as a reader, that's what I like. So I tend to write what I enjoy reading. You know, I think I think a lot of writers right. do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if if you're not into horror, then, you know, you're not right. going to probably, I mean, I guess you could yeah. if you had a, an experience <laughs> that, but I mean, overall, it's, you definitely want to focus on what you, you love and you want to read as right. well. Right. Um, so, and I love the fact that on the covers, I'm looking at your website, almost all your covers, and I say all but one, um, and you have a little prequel, so that's the Hometown Harbor prequel that's that doesn't that, have Yeah, the, that's the uh, only one that doesn't yeah. have a dog, it doesn't have right. a beautiful dog on the front. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I really it. like. Um, I like having a canine companion for each of my characters. Mm-hmm. I think it really lends itself to them, you know, divulging some thoughts or secrets that they wouldn't tell maybe a person. You know, you can tell your dog things because you know it will always be a secret. So um, right. I think it makes for a fun, you know, a fun side character and even in my mystery series um it's the cooper harrington detective novels and his his sidekick is his golden retriever gus and gus is wiser than he is as far as life you know so um he's kind of a clueless guy when it comes to relationships and and life in general he's a great detective but not so much for other things. So uh, Gus is there to help him and guide him with his eyes and his looks, you know, on what he should be doing in life. So um, I, love it. I think it's great, well, you also great ha- fun yeah. to do that. You also have a free one for an interview with the dogs of Hometown Harbor series. So you can um, get that and they'll tell you, it tells you about the dogs themselves and they're back a little bit of yeah, their backstory. What I did, what that, that um, when I, yeah, what I did was, um, if you subscribe to my mailing list, um, you can get that. It'll come to you automatically. And I just interviewed each of the main, each of the dogs in those Hometown Harbor mm-hmm. series books and asked them some questions. And uh, so you get to know 
you get to know the dogs, each of the dogs that belong to those characters. So it was great fun to do that, and people love that, you know, if you're a dog lover. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a no-brainer. Well, and two, I think so. that also, yeah, that also tells you about the person, so the character themselves. You know, because right. there's always the, you know, the different kinds of people, and, and we've all done it. I mean, whether you have cat or dog or fish, guinea pig, whatever, but um, <laughs> it says something about you as a person of what animal you right. you have. Um, right, and they, I they always find it very questions. Yeah. <laughs> right. I always do find it funny, though, and there's people that, there's always people that surprise you, of course. Um, so I think we were at, um, we were down in Galveston, and there was a big, like a Harley, black better word, convention. But it was a gathering. It right. was like the whole weekend. It was all these motorcycles. And I could not get over how many dogs were, like, in sidecars, Uh-oh. of course, with, right. their little, with their little goggles. They had goggles, uh-huh. so their eyes were protected. But it just really varied about who had what kind of dog. You'd have these huge big guys walking down the street with these little, little tiny purse dogs. dogs you know? yeah. yeah, the little purse dog or, you know, the little, the, the little bulldog, like a little French bulldog. Or, oh, um, yeah. And then, of course, you'd have these women who had labs and, you know, uh, uh, all sorts. I mean, just Dobermans. And, I mean, it, just, it was just funny to see who had what. And I just I found it just so interesting and amusing and lovely. It was just it was great fun. Well, yeah, I think dogs, you know, dogs bring out the best usually in in people. And that's what this book, uh, this new book, A Dog's Hope, is is really about this strong connection between this stray dog and a a young boy and how they both need each other, you know. And and it is true that I think dogs appear in your life uh, when you need that dog the most. And Mm -hmm. that's certainly true in this book. It's a... It's an emotional book, but um, very, very much about that strong bond, you know, that unbreakable bond between a dog and its person. So where did you come up with the idea for A Dog's Hope? You know, um, it was just an an idea about, it's like every other idea, you know, you're just thinking about um, what if, you know, what if. What if this happened? What if that happened? And um, I had never uh, written from the dog's point of view. I've always included dogs in my books, but this one um, alternates between the boy's point of view and the dog's point of view. So it was different in that respect and challenging, but I liked doing it. And um, so that was kind of a a, a new and different idea. And um, yeah. and I I think it's effective, you know, to to do that. And it's very fun as a writer to be the dog, you know, and and write from the dog's sure. perspective. So um, the dog is more experienced in life than the boy. So the dog is, okay. um, you know, a little a little wiser and um, and hopes to mentor this boy, which which he does. So that's kind of the premise of it. Oh, well, it's love. It sounds lovely, and I mean, I, I I'm looking at the cover, and it's so it's just wonderfully sweet. I mean, I it it's kind of like I'm along in the vein of like my dog Skip or um um oh, what was it, Win right. Dixie, and and all those that the the dog plays this major part in in the right. story. 
Um, right. But it's just wonderfully heartwarming and tear, you know, of course, tear jerking, of course. Um, and, you know, because we all need books other than about dogs, other than Old Yeller and, you know, all the Jack London oh, series, um, right. which are all great books. But, you know, you, you kind of want a little bit of hope at the end. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this one is, that, too, you know, this one has an <laughs> emotional moment, but um, it's a very hopeful hopeful book and that, you know, you see the difference that this dog makes in this boy's life, you know, over time and um, right. even as a, a grown adult. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it is very see, helpful. Do you go when you, I mean, do you go and interview people who are dog owners? Do you go do different, see different dogs in different situations and go do, there to be inspired for new stories? I mean, what I know all around you, there's, there's dogs, obviously people walking and, you know, whatever, but I mean, is there a place that you seem to gather more creative, more creativity for your story? You know, um, so this, this, book in particular, I had lost my golden retriever who was my riding buddy and she was definitely mm-hmm. my furry soulmate and so she inspired all the dogs in my uh, previous books but I had lost her right right about the time I was right before I started this project so mm-hmm. she was heavy on my mind throughout this project and um, we had decided to get another dog and we wanted another golden and they're difficult to find if you're looking for a rescue, especially where we live. So um, we went and visited a breeder who had been breeding goldens and had lots of goldens. And so it was kind of interesting because I um, I talked to her a little bit about goldens in particular. And then we ended up um, getting a new puppy you know, while I was finishing up this project. So we've been talking to other owners and her and doing some training things with dogs. So so I did probably get more um, more input on this book from outside sources than I had in the past, which was probably good because, you know, if you only have one dog, it's like, well, they do their own little tricks and have their own little idiosyncrasies. But um, right. watching other dogs is, is fun, like you say. And, you you know, you pick up on new little things they do or you hear stories about past dogs. Our breeder has bred Goldens for like 25 years. So, um, yeah, she has a lot of a lot of insight, you know, into their behaviors. And um, and then she has uh, four dogs of her own. So we got to meet all of them. and. And so I do think I probably picked up a little bit more from, you know, from those sources for this book. Right. And then I'm I'm writing a second book, a dog, a dog-centric book for Book a Tour. This uh, publisher is called Book a Tour, and they're based out of uh-huh. London, um, a division of Hatchet. And so uh-huh. when I signed with them, I signed for two books. And uh, so I'm working on this next book. It's called A Dog's Chance. And... Um, so it also has a golden retriever. And so it's interesting because in A Dog's uh, Hope, this first book, the dog, when the when the story opens, the dog is older. And um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I pulled a lot from our dog that was older for that book. And then um, in A Dog's Chance, um, when, the, when the book opens, the dog is a puppy. And we okay. have a new puppy. So... 
that has been quite helpful in coming up with new antics for puppies because you kind of forget when you haven't had a puppy for a while what they're capable of. So um, right. I've, take, I've taken a lot of notes from her. <laughs> yes, and every this. puppy has their own idiosyncrasies oh, for sure. Yes, um, their own little personalities and their own little tricks. And yeah, yes, they are funny. <laughs> so they, we, they uh, uh, she kids, keeps us on our toes. I bet. My kids, uh, you know, we've watched the movie Up, I don't know how many times. Mm. Um, and there is a short, if you, it's on YouTube as well, but it's called uh-huh. Doug's Special Mission. And uh-huh. so it's Doug, the the dog, uh, and right. the special mission that they send him on to keep him out of their hair. And we were, every time we watch it, we see something a little bit new, but it just, we were really impressed with the creator's of the movie that they didn't have the dogs talking. Um, uh-huh. And uh, if you look at the behind the scenes and they're showing them, they have all these dogs at Pixar and they're showing these dogs are just like running around and, you know, having the best time. And the artists are just kind of sitting there drawing and coming up with all these different ideas and taking pictures. And it was just really delightful because they said it would have really impeded um the the actual dogness of the dogs if they had had them speak right like talk to the right. people so that's where they came up with the collars uh, and then that they were still able to be dogs at the same time which yeah. I thought was pretty brilliant uh, and it's so fun to see like what you're writing and you're writing for the dog's point of view and you're getting on the basically on the floor with a puppy and pulling right. those same kind of things out and so it's it's but have you, when you're talking to people who say, um, decide to adopt an older dog or a rescue, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the learning curve is a little bit steeper just because you're, you know, thrown into each other um, pretty quickly. But what I usually see with a lot of the rescues is they're just super happy to be wherever yeah. they are and not, you right. know, there. Are you, how many of your books talk about the, rest, the rescue dogs? Um, I'm trying to think. Most of them are not rescue-centered. Um, mm-hmm. I do have one, um, I'm writing a new women's fiction series, and there's just one book so far, but um, it's called uh, Glass Beach Cottage Series. And okay. she right. takes in a foster puppy that um, she's helping train to be a hearing assistant dog. And okay. so... That one is kind of uh, unique, and I did a lot of research on how they train train those dogs and what they're capable of, which is fascinating. That um, mm-hmm. and and she befriends a, a man with a hearing impairment, and so it really touches her heart that that he could get this dog, you know, that would that would help him, you know, in life because mm-hmm. he's so dependent on his parents and, you know, help from other people. So, um, so that's, that was fun. That, that was interesting, you know, to learn about that and see how they, they take those dogs and, you know, you can train a dog to do so many things and they're so smart, but not, there's not any real particular thing about a rescue. Um, there is an ex, a retired, um, police dog that gets taken mm-hmm. in by one character. So 
there's that, but not killer. Um, you know, I didn't set out with that in mind at all ever. Sure. It's a good, it's a good line. So I might. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, some of them are puppies. Some of them they've had for a long time. And then sure. um, a, a few of them are like older dogs that, that get taken in, but I've had several friends that have taken in rescue dogs and they're, you know, over the moon happy with them. And, um, like you say, they're generally such great dogs and they're so happy to be with a family, you know, and mm-hmm. and have a purpose again that it generally works out just fine. And we've been taking our little puppy for training and met some of the other clients the other night for a big walk with all of us. And um, mm-hmm. so that, that was fun because one was telling me um, that she took in this little dog that was about at four months, I think, and he'd already been in three different homes. And so now oh, wow. he's with her, and he seems very happy. He's a little skittish still, but very happy. You know, they they just have such sure. unique personalities. So so that is fun yeah. to, to see, you know, the difference in a dog that gets a second, third, fourth, fifth chance, whatever it is, or um, or a puppy, you know, that you that you choose as a puppy. So... Well, we um, we were coming home from, uh, it was several years ago, we were coming home from a martial arts class, and um, we were on a kind of a busier street, and there was a dog in the middle of the street, and I was thinking, oh, man, and I, my kids all saw her, and, and they're like, Mom, you have to do something, and I was like, okay, well, get in the car you know, first, and so, and I look up, and she's gone, and people were slowing down, they saw her, so they were, you know, trying not to, to hit her, and um they said, where'd she go? And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe she's, she's out of the street. And they said, mom, what are you going to do? How are you going to help her? I said, well, I don't know, honey. I don't see her. And they said, she's right next to the car. And I look over and that little dog was right next to our car. And I thought, well, all right. Well, because <laughs> it was, it was hot. It was really hot. And I knew oh. her little feet or little paws were going to um, be gorgeous. Yeah. So I, you know, pick her up and she has a collar, but there's, it's just a collar. There's no tag or anything. Right. So I was like, oh. and my husband had been very specific. It's like, no dogs, no dogs. And I said, all right. So um, I was driving home and she was in the front seat and he's waving at us. We drive up and he looks at me and he gets this look on his face. And I was, and I was just like, put my hands on let just breathe. And so we yeah. got her situated. <laughs> We gave her, you know, she was covered in fleas. We cleaned her up. We got oh. her medicine. I uh, had her scanned for a chip. She didn't have one. And so then he's like, well, we can't keep her. And I said, okay, fine. So I, I put a message out to my my friends, and one lady said she wanted her, but she could come get her that Saturday. It was like Tuesday. Uh-huh. So he's like, she can't be on the couch, you know, all these things. And um, Some rules, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh-huh. So and it was just classic, like a like a story. So uh, I texted from the grocery store. I said, "Do you need anything?" And he said, "No." And he sends me a picture. That dog's in his lap on the couch. And I was oh. like, "Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought no dogs on the couch." He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Um, and then <laughs> so when my friend came to pick her up that weekend, he was sad. <laughs> I just oh. looked at him like, "Really Isn't that funny." <laughs> Come on, make up Yeah, uh, <laughs> have to lay down the law, and then he's a big soft marshmallow underneath, huh? <laughs> it 
it was actually quite charming. It was fun. Uh, but then not too long after that, he decided, well, maybe we do. We had one dog, and we had just lost one. So um, uh-huh. he he kind of relented a few months later and said, well, maybe we do need a second one. Uh, and so we ended up getting a second dog. And it's it's just, it's always funny, the the ones who cave so quickly. <laughs> But like you're saying, oh, yeah. sometimes dogs show up when we really need them to. Right. I know, yeah. And it and it's like the personality even that you need at the moment, you know. I think that's mm-hmm. that's some of it. And, you know, losing a dog is just, oh, it's just heart-wrenching. You know, it's so hard to to lose them. And, yeah. um, and then, it you know. It doesn't seem to, quite fair we don't get them for a long period of time. I know. know. It's just the worst and uh yeah. that's it's hard to it's hard to get a new dog afterwards too. You know, you have that feeling of wanting one but then that almost feeling of being disloyal to your other dog, you know, it's a it's a tough call. So it, we it took a, a little bit of a break between getting getting another one cuz I had a horrible time when I lost when I lost my dog. So it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's very hard, and some people don't understand how hard it is. And in fact, I was talking to a a guy I used to work with not long ago, and he was always one of those guys that's like, "Well, it's just a dog, you know. I don't know why people get so excited about it." Um, he lost his dog a few months ago, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Oh," he said, "I never understood it until that happened." He said, "I." I was a wreck. He said, I, he said, and I was such a jerk to people. He said, I feel so bad that I was like that. But he said, now I understand. And it's like, yeah, I think until you have experienced that, that's something you really don't understand. So it's a, yeah. it's a tough, yeah. tough thing. And everything changes. You know, it's the everyday things that are so hard. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, you come home and like, this week we we need to go somewhere so our dog's at the border where she absolutely loves and has a huge time. But I got up this morning and was like, okay, I need to let the dog out. And it's like, oh, wait, she's not. It's like your routine, everything changes. Oh, yeah. And like our, well, we just had the one and your house, you know, you just have these little noises that they make and things, you know, you hear hear them on the floor and um, like nails on the wood floor, you know, and I, for Wait, thinking I heard her, you know, still, it's weird, mm-hmm. very strange, but yeah, my house was just way too quiet after, after she left, so, so that, yes, and that now, is no and fun. now you have a puppy chewing on your carpet. And now we have a puppy, so we get no rest, no rest, <laughs> but she's, yeah. she's getting better. She's, we've been doing lots yeah. of training with her, which is, and, um, She's she's very smart and she picks up on things right away. But the trainer was laughing. She said she needs a job, and I'm like, yes, she does. And she's so much better when when she does like have a job, you know, to do, and you work her mind. And um, so we really noticed on this dog how much she needs mental exercise. Uh, oh wow! You know, okay. to 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 do a lot of a lot of things, and she so much better behaved when when you've worked her and, and made her do things and work her mind a little bit. So that's what we've been working on. So I love Which is it. Fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and my parents just, they, they're retired and they're in their seventies and, and they said, we're getting a puppy. And we all just went, oh. what? <laughs> oh. but it's, it's one of those things. Hopefully it's that, a tiny it's, puppy. 
No, it's a lab, and she's a big oh. one. Um, and yeah, yeah but the, but I think the the idea is that um, you know the company and 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 they don't live very far, so I mean we see them, but I think it's that I think they had forgotten, and they even said this: we've forgotten. You know, you got to let them out a lot. I mean, you got to let them out a lot. You got to make sure they're. There's just so many puppy things, you know, and oh yeah, uh, that you they're just like don't a, even think about. They're like a baby that yeah. bites. That's what I say. <laughs> That's right. That is right. And you know, ripping stuff up and eating weird oh. stuff, and um. and you just got to really watch them all the time. Yeah, yeah. My parents are in their seventies as well, and they were um, our other dog. It was like they had a grand dog, you know, and they live mm-hmm. right near us, so they were always with her and playing with her. And if we went anywhere, they took care of her. And so then we get this puppy that's just a psycho, you know, and um, and she's just full of it, you know, and, and that's what they were saying. It's like, oh, my gosh. And I said, yeah, I don't think anybody in their 70s needs a puppy because, you know, they're just hard to handle. And, you know, when you're 70, you're, you're physically not as fit as you were, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So right. just keeping up right. with them and making sure, you know, they don't barrel into you and knock you over, which they can do quite easily. So um, they just have so much energy, you know, it's like, Oh, I only had half that energy. Or if I could train her to vacuum, (laughs) that would make my day. Those opposable thumbs would come in handy with me. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I wish, I wish they could do some of that kind of stuff. But um, so we're trying really hard to get her to behave. uh, So she's easy for my parents to, you know, help out with if we ever, go anywhere or do anything so and she's a sweet girl well, she's I, just full of it right well I was laughing because when you know, we had two labs and one um passed away and then the middle the lab that was left she was lonely um because she'd always the, the one that had passed away was her mom and so she'd always been with her right. mom so Aww. I convinced my husband we get the uh, this other dog so we get a second dog and, you know, labs eat anything. So, um, you know, I'd have blueberries. <laughs> like a and, goat. You know, here's a blueberry. <laughs> right. You know, here's a blueberry and she'd eat it. And then our new little dog who looks like she's a miniature pincher, miniature pincher oh. wiener dog. So she looks like a wiener dog on stilts. <laughs> um, and, um, and she has like ears like Dobby from Harry Potter. And uh-huh. so, um, so she's really fun and quirky and, so I would give blueberries to Lily, who was our lab, and then I would give Whitney, who was our, you know, other, our mini pen. Um, she's a, we'd give her the blueberry and she'd eat it. Well, then Lily passed away and um, I gave Whitney the blueberry and she spit it out. So she was only eating it because Lily was eating it. Because the other one was. She's like, I don't yeah. even like blueberries, lady. So it was like, it was literally, it was just like, you know, spit it out. It was, Wow. Okay. So okay, um, those little, right? Those little personality quirks. But she does freak out yeah. over sweet potatoes. Oh, how she fun! She absolutely loves sweet potatoes. Yeah. So if ever I make sweet potatoes, I you know I cut up extras because right. they're really good and for them. She's happy, um, happy. And, yes. Oh, she's so happy. And green beans. She'll eat green beans. Oh yeah. Corn, yeah. Our other dog was. Wasn't a fan of um, green beans. I tried that, but she loved um, she loved fruit. So any like watermelon. Oh, she loved watermelon. Okay. And 
any anything like that and berries any kind of berry but uh green bean she would do the same thing and she'd put it in her mouth and just be like boom spit it across the floor you know you're like hmm. there's a dog on facebook i think his name's tucker and he's hilarious because his his mom's always feeding him different stuff and then captioning it you know he does not like green vegetables so he's, he's always constantly looking at him like what are you doing why are you giving me this so, but they are funny this is not right. they are so unique you know um and and that's what we noticed with our other golden. We thought, oh well, we'll get a golden. It'll be just like the other golden. Wrong, you know. They're yeah. It's totally totally different. It's like two people. So, um, and it, it is fun. It's fun though to watch them, and they make you laugh and smile, and bring so much joy to your life that you wouldn't otherwise have. So, I am um, right. I definitely love having one. That's for sure. Well, I mean, I've wasted many an hour watching funny dog videos on YouTube. So, um, the, <laughs> I know there's this one. There's one dog, Mr. Bubs. Have you have you heard of him? He's uh-uh, on uh, no. Instagram. I don't know what. I think he's part Chihuahua, but his dog's definitely got a, a, a serious issues. But um, he has this very strange way he talks, and. Um, he just he's just looks probably very neurotic and uh and they'll the family's very funny because one of them will be sitting there and if someone else comes up one of them come up and sit the dog's like growls at him and gets all around <laughs> and <laughs> there's a lot of vocalization and, huh <laughs> right he's very vocal and it's funny they're like oh bob that's not nice you know and he's, he's just got over half a million people watching oh my this gosh. dog. <laughs> oh, I have to check him out. No, I have not heard of him. Yeah, yes, I, like I need up. one more dog to follow, right? That's right. That's right. It's like, yes. oh my goodness, um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we saw fun, also though. saw the one Gobi find uh, uh, finding Gobi. That's another one. Um, it's a little dog that this gentleman ran the um, the Gobi Desert. Um, oh. multi-marathon like you run it over a series uh-huh. of days right and this dog started following him and he ended up you know the dog stayed with him the whole race and oh, um wow. and then he That's... found someone he's like well i'm going to adopt the dog and he's from the uk so there's you know uh-huh. really strict quarantine uh, and right. so he found someone to keep the dog while he went back and got everything situated and she ran away so then he, they called and said she ran away. So then he went back, and it took a week, and they found her. So the guy ends up staying in, in China for like five months oh to my make sure this dog comes back with him. And, um, and, you know, they're happy, and there's a children's book, and there's a middle-grade reader oh, about it. My son's reading it. But it's really sweet. But I thought, man, you know. That's, well, they were that's definitely meant to be together, right? <laughs> That's, that's longer than people wait for a wife or a husband, some of them. <laughs> some of them, yes. Some, yes. It's, a, it's interesting what we'll do for animals. We won't do for each other. It's, I know. It's, it's quite yeah. fascinating. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, they're, they're easier to be around than a lot of people, that's for sure. So. I but think they are, the honesty of it. I do, too. Yeah, and, yeah. Just a, yeah. Plus, they're totally trustworthy, you know, they're. Um, yeah. You never have to doubt what they're, what they're thinking or what they're doing. So, right. So yeah. that that There's is, and that's guessing. another, 
another part that comes into this book of, um, you know, that relationship that this young man really needs uh, a friend he can count on. And this dog just, you know, comes into his life at the exact right moment that, that mm-hmm. he needs that support and that unconditional love, you know, that a, that a dog will give you. So, which is, you know, the, the best part of a dog. So, right. That makes it so very when you, fun. So when you were doing the what if, when you were doing the what if about what, what story would I write? You know, when you're first starting 2012 and you're saying, okay, I'm going to write, was it always going to have a dog centric theme or just did that just kind of organically happen? Um, you know, it's funny. So I, I did think I wanted to include a dog because I had a real close relationship with my dog. But when I, I told you I came up with that idea, I was on this ferry going to the San Juan Island. And this woman mm-hmm. was on the ferry with a golden retriever. Just she, uh, she just sat down with her dog outside. And so I went right over and sat down next to her and was asking her about her dog and you know, talking to her about that and what she was doing. And, you know, she had nothing to do with, with the story, but just seeing her alone sitting with her dog on the ferry mm-hmm. sprouted this, the beginning of this idea. And so this woman moves to San Juan Islands uh, with just her dog. And so she's traveling with, with her dog across the water on the ferry. And that's just kind of how it started. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it's just these tiny little, you know, you know, from it's just a yeah. tiny little spark, and then it's like boom, you know, it's like okay, that's that's what I'm thinking, and then it you know just keeps going from there. So, you know, I was trying to figure out, so why would this woman on her ferry with her dog? Why is she on her ferry with a dog by herself? You know, what's what's the deal? So, then you make mm-hmm. up why why that's happening. So that's that's kind of how that all started. With, yeah. with just that little yeah. spark of an idea. And then, um, and I do like, it. I, I enjoy having the dog. And, you know, the women are all, um, it, it's women's fiction. So it's about their kind mm-hmm. of emotional journey throughout the book. And the dogs really help them, you know, if they're lonely or whatever, they talk to their dog or, you know, just like you do when you're talking sure. to your dog. So, um I think it just makes it realistic and relatable for people. Sure. And so you're writing a second book in the same series that you've the Dogs Hope. It's not a uh, it's not a series. It's not the same characters. Um, it's just okay. another uh, dog dog themed book about uh, the bond with dogs. So okay. different dog, different characters, but um, similar theme. Okay. So, and, and that when, will be out um, in July. Okay. And what's the title of that one? A Dog's Chance. Okay. And do you have another one planned for after that, or do you, you not um, sure? Not with Book a Tour. Those are the two I okay. committed to with Book a Tour. And then what I'm working on now is um, I'm working on the sixth book in the Hometown Harbor series. And okay. then I will also be writing the fourth book in the Cooper Harrington mystery series that I have going. And I have a new Christmas. I also write Christmas, um, you know, Hallmark style Christmas uh-huh. stories. And I've teamed up with four other authors. We're writing a connected Christmas series, which I'm very excited about. And that will be out in October. Um, okay. We've got... 
uh, six books in that series, basically um, an introduction uh, novella type book, and then um, each of the the connected stories. And that's called um, the Soul Sisters series. Okay. And so we'll have some information coming out soon on that. So that's what I've got going. And then I'm also writing another uh, in my beach the Glass Beach Cottage series. So I have wow, enough to keep busy lady. for a long time. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Miss Tammy. I really appreciate your time. And I wish you the best. And please come back and talk to us when you have your next books are out. I will. Thanks so much, Patricia. You have a great week. You too. And Ed, this was Readers Entertainment Radio. I am Patricia W. Fisher talking about great books with amazing authors. And if you're looking for Miss Tammy, you look up TammyLGrace.com. She's also known as uh, Casey Wilson for A Dog's Hope is her latest book. And you also can find her on social media. All the links of that are in the write-up of the show. So thank you so much for being with us today and keep reading and please take care of yourselves out there. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.